All right, welcome into episode 34, the Austin Matthews special, Max, of the Squadcast. Who's that guy? Uh, I've never heard of him. Uh, anyways, we are <laughs> we are checking in with you. You are the squad. You are the panelists. Welcome into the bunker, the basement of the Rod Peterson Show studios. I'm producer Clark. Mad Max is over here to my right. As you can see, we're adorned with our Leafs and Preds jerseys as both teams had big games tonight. Max, your Preds game is still going on. Up we'll get to that one. in a sec. Uh, now, I just want to check in because the Leafs are still playing the Habs, I believe. It looks like Carey Price is going out of the net. Uh, I'm trying to get a quick update here. Zach Hyman might have scored. I get Potentially? another playoff contributor for my uh, pool. All right. Things are going well. It's 3 nothing at the very minimum. I got to get an update on the score. My computer just froze up. Be of, three course, nothing. of course it just froze up. It's 3 nothing. Don't yeah, worry. 3 nothing for the Leafs. So I checked good. the NHL.com site, not Google. It's All right. 3 nothing. Perfect, perfect. Loving it. Uh, things are going well for my Leafs. Anyways, win it for JT, John Tavares. Loving that uh, you know, terminology. We'll get to that in just a minute as well. Obviously a big moment in the Me Leafs. Uh, playoff hopes essentially uh, in game one with John Tavares going down. We'll get to that in a sec. Um, as always, we want you to ask us anything throughout the night. Uh, you can send us in your questions, send us in your thoughts, send us in your chirps if you want to. That's totally fine as well. Uh, and we will uh, we'll get to all of them throughout the night. Katie Fleury's checking in. Brady Witt is not happy about the Montreal Canadiens, Max. Uh, as you saw, me and Brady had a spirited conversation. A bit of, a bit of a tit-for-tat spat there, yeah. <laughs> Over the weekend. Yep, yep. Uh, Brady saying, this is disgraceful. This franchise doesn't deserve Carey Price. Fire Ducharme, fire Bergevin. For the love of God, cut the francophone management crap. You know what the funniest thing about the playoffs, though, right, is just, just getting in almost seems like, okay, it's a new season, so so if you struggle in a two to three to at sometimes minimum four game sample size, yeah, doesn't matter what you accomplish in the regular season. It's all uh, gone. I'm so. hearing a lot of running around, and it sounds like we had no audio for a sec. I, we might be back. Katie Fleury says, "There we go. We might have to start this over again, Max." Not that we uh, need to start completely dun, over, dun, 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 but uh, dun, if you guys dun, can dun, comment dun, in okay. and say, yeah, we hear you now, boys, that'd be great, just That'd'd so we helpful. know for sure. Uh, but Clark, uh, spoiler alert, it's 4 nothing. 4 nothing for the Leafs, so they got an empty netter. Your boy, Gelch. Uh, <laughs> audio's oh good. Jeremy Corrigan, uh, Dylan Fournier's saying it's good. We're, they're back now. Donna Berger's saying it's good, so we're good. So let me do it again. Welcome into episode 34, <laughs> the Austin Matthews episode of the Squadcast. Damn Max, it, my, have you heard of Austin Matthews? Oh, my joke. Max said, oh. no, I never heard of that guy. I said, no, I hadn't heard of him. Tough, tough. That's all right. <laughs> Leafs all are right. up for nothing. Max, your Predators are playing tonight. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Galchenyuk, it looks like, maybe scored the empty netter. He's having a big night tonight. Winner for JT. Winner we got JT. the Preds. We got the jerseys on. Winner for John Tavares. We got our Flamingos from Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions. This show is presented, of course. I missed that the first time around. Hey, good this show is presented by Rockstar supply chain solutions uh we love those guys roxanne and darnell are great people they do great work over there help a lot of people uh so thank you roxanne and darnell for supporting us uh by presenting the episode tonight and every episode i guess i should say uh but um as always you can ask us anything throughout the evening send us your questions send us your comments there's hulk hogan uh, wearing his, uh, he's he was so nice to wear that shirt for us. I'm, I'm just waiting for you one night to like pull your elbow out, and then you won't be able to do any more push-ups, and the challenge will be over. Oh yeah, so me and Max started a push-up challenge. Maybe we'll get to that later on in the episode. Feed me as more well. Popeyes chicken sandwiches. Couple Popeyes much of a chicken challenge, That's for sure. Oh yeah, those are good. We had we had a pre-game Popeyes chicken sandwich. I feel horrible. Uh, did you did you poison mine? Did you tell the skip driver to poison? Oh, mine? are you gonna get sick on me here? 
Anyways, I'm okay. I'm feeling good. about as good as a Carolina Hurricanes power play right I'm now. I'm loving yeah. it. Uh, Max <laughs> is a little McDonald's. salty because the uh, Preds and Hurricanes game has been a little tough tonight. It's been a tough game. I don't know what the score is right now. Well, it's 2-1 Preds. 2-1 Predators. And even still, it's, it's been, been a hard-fought game, though. It's been you're, a hard-fought game. You're, uh, your blood pressure levels have been up here the entire <laughs> night. So, uh, Max, can you break down the show for us tonight? we got a big show tonight, a lot going on, uh, a ton of NHL talk. But, Max, go ahead and break it down. All righty, guys. It's episode 34, and the Preds are playing. So, that that's it. That, that's, 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 a whole that's, breakdown? that's the intro. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's what I had it. time for. Come on. JK, everyone. Just kidding. I hate to say I told you so, but the Preds are in this thing and refuse to be told to go. Clark's Leafs are doing their thing, overmatching the Habs a little bit. Carey Price is going to have to stand on his head, and the Canadians are going to have to refuse to quit. Brian Snow checks in with us from the great state of North Carolina. North Kakalaki. North, what's that? It's the, the thing you call it. I don't know. North Kakalaki. Is that actually a thing? I think so. I've, I've said that before to him, and he hasn't reacted negatively where did you find that was that I the same place it. you were looking up google scores or what did you yeah you google it just google north okay. all right thing. well anyways he checks in with us from the great state of north carolina we're gonna drop that one <laughs> where hockey is the most popular thing on tv tonight but we got the white Sox, niners and touch on our blue jays whose bullpen who's been a bit of a plight uh. speaking of bullpens we deep dive it all the bluebird block where we talk of laddie the jays in need of some pitching as they aim to get back on the winning side of the baseball of the baseball all right top of the order is brought to you tonight by our friends at hoop life basketball we're going to get into the hottest topics going on right now and of course that's going to be around the nhl playoffs shout out to everybody at hoop life basketball hooplifebasketball.com they have just launched max Correct me on this one. They just launched that they opening. They're opening up some of their sessions again, right? That was the announcement that they put on Instagram. Did I blow something? Almost. I didn't break any news, right? Almost. No. They they made an announcement. Yep. yep. Okay. They made an announcement. And sessions are back. They made an announcement that sessions are back. Right. And that they'll be making an announcement right here next week on another the announcement that they're gonna. Yes. That's right. That's so I right. Didn't, I didn't ruin anything. Uh, but what I was getting at is you can once again use your promo code SQUAD10 because sessions yes, are back. So squ- promo code SQUAD10, mm-hmm. hooplifebasketball.com, and on all of their apparel, 10% off of great apparel. Unbelievable stuff. But we are going to get into the top of the order now. And, of course, we have to talk about the NHL playoffs. That is the most important thing right now it's happening the most in topical sports. of the topics. Uh, basketball fans will try to tell you that it's uh, the NBA playoffs but i yeah. think we're hey, you know what the the thing that i know about uh, basketball right now the memphis grizzlies covered a 12 and a half point spread for me the other night so oh. uh go hoops. there you go let's do it shout out to the former vancouver grizzlies i i threw that bet down after i had the oilers puck line in game three yeah those who uh saw that game know exactly how i felt uh, when i decided <laughs> not to cash out a little early uh, there you go those oilers though those oilers Yes, that's a great segue. Um, we though, got a right? lot of people checking in tonight, by the way. Shout out to Adam Schultz, Dylan Fournier's checking in, Tanner Janelle stars Barkman. from Janelle, stars from uh, Katie Fleury, uh, Jeremy Corrigan saying "Go Preds!" Shouting that, shout you out, Max. You see Soros, you predicted it, my friend. There it is. He's a guy. Uh, He's the just dude. run through the comments on the screen if you want to. Dylan Fournier sending us stars. Uh, Dylan saying hi to Janelle because they met on TikTok on my TikTok live the other day. There you go, Fantastic. making friends. Fantastic, good stuff, making everyone. Making friends. 
Uh, let's see, Janelle Barkman. Oh wow, Janelle Barkman sending us some stars. Thank like, you. I'm Janelle. just checking the number. Thank you, Thank everyone. You, Janelle. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, Elias Gill is saying uh, that he's good to go with sound. Thank you guys for checking in and letting us know. Mm. And he's sending us stars as well. Thank Chad you, Isaac's all checking in. Uh, he he agreed with me. I sent out a tweet the other day. Mm-hmm. Everyone was raving about this uh, R.J. Barrett dunk oh, for the New yep, York Knicks, yep. and I said. Guys, this is isn't this traveling? Like this is ridiculous. He took like four steps. Everyone, I, I got a couple of people arguing that the gather step counts, okay. and then he took two after that. But to me, s- he gathered and then took three full steps but, after the gather. But the thing is, is, so here's the only thing I'll go against you on that. You picked out that one dunk. There's like 19 dunks a night that start and finish. I that know, way. but that's what I was getting at. I'm like, why even have? <laughs> oh, the so rule? you took on traveling with that being the example? Yeah, that okay. was my example. I'm okay. like, why okay. even have the rule? Like, I swear, <laughs> everybody the, travels every game. How was the reply? section on that one uh it was okay it was okay. okay i think i had a little bit of both it was fine all but, right, all uh, right. we got to get into our topics man we do we do um the oilers <laughs> this is how max wrote this in the notes the oilers suck and the jets move on quicker than wayne gretzky leaving the oilers now that is harsh max well, um, there's mr connor mcdavid of the the talk of the town and by the town i mean the entire continent a couple wayne gretzky estates whiskeys in him and i bet you'd tell you the same thing Ooh. so you know, I'd love Sorry. to be a fly on the wall for that conversation. Oh. But Connor McDavid, everybody's saying he's going to be asking for a trade soon. Uh, he's not having a good time there. However, I will say, and Max, we talked about this before the show, is that he did say in his postseason press conference, uh, post following losing season his press post-mortem. conference, post mortem conference, that he wants to see it through with this group. He likes the group that's here. Drysidel. Uh, Larson was an example. He used Nugent Hopkins, a few other names he threw out there. But he wants to see it through with this group. So to me, that's Connor McDavid, good hockey guy coming out, and he wants to be with the Oilers. He he's a loyal guy. He's not one of those guys who's going to jump ship like we see in basketball and football all the time. Max, uh, what do you think? And then we got to talk about what Stephen A. Smith said today. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know when you look at the Oilers though. As as Connor said, he wants to see it through with this group. But the Oilers have eleven eleven pending unrestricted free agents. Ken right. Holland's got some serious work to do if he wants to see this band stick together and like what Connor wants to do is see it through. So, uh, man, I don't know, like I said, 11. That's that's a lot of guys that need to get signed, and I don't know what their cap situation is looking like. I can imagine uh, some space frees up with that many guys on the block coming up, but like, what decisions do you make? Is it Tyson Berry and Ryan Nugent Hopkins? And then what do you do to fill depth? I mean, clearly them in addition to the other nine members of this free agent class, wasn't enough to really do any sort of damage in the playoffs. Man, I don't know. This is going to be tough sledding for Ken Holland and, and the front office in, in Edmonton, as Connor alluded to in his press conference. It's going to be a, it's going to be an interesting offseason. He's not the one calling the shots, but all he can do is just keep being Connor McDavid and eventually possibly maybe the Oilers will get it right with him. The other thing we were listening to on 31 Thoughts today was it took a while for some of the premier talents to win in this game. It took Mario Lemieux, who is widely regarded as, what, the third, maybe the second best player of all time. It took him eight years to win a cup Steve in Pittsburgh. Eiserman, 12. Steve Eiserman, 12. 12, 12 right? Alexander like, Ovechkin, I think, was 11 years. Yeah, so Connor's in his sixth going into his seventh season, so it'll be really interesting to see what happens in oil country, but yeah, it uh, that was a disappointing quick exit for them for a ton of reasons. I just so happen max to have cap friendly open on the edmonton oilers team page good stuff good Uh, stuff now here's the deal they have approximately if i'm looking at this correctly about 22 million dollars opening up this summer to most teams that would sound like a good chunk of change however they like you said do they have to re-sign ryan nugent hopkins they have to figure out what they're going to do with guys like alice chase on jujar kara 
they have a t- slew of RFAs and UFAs you know, that are under a million dollars. For nothing. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto <sighs> is a guy that they have to re-sign. He's probably going to take up a, a little bit of a oh, chunk. Yeah. Uh, and then on defense, they have to re-sign Adam Larson, who it sounds like they're already in talks with. Mm-hmm. Tyson Berry is a free agent who is probably going to demand a raise after the season he had. And long-term, Dmitry too. Kulikov, Slater Cuckoo are both UFAs. And then, of course, Mike Smith. What do you do? Wing net. Are you going to bring Mike Smith back for another year? Can you compliment him with somebody? Can you get rid of Miko Koskinen? That's four and a half million dollars. Uh, and the other name that we were talking about earlier, James Neal. Can you get rid of his contract? That's another 5.75. Uh, that's over $10 million between those two players. If you could clear that up, yeah. you can probably do a lot with that money compared to what you're getting out of Koskinen and Neal. Koskinen and Neal? Koskinen and Neal. Oh, I thought, sorry, we were talking about the goaltending tandem, I thought. Uh, you know what I mean. Anyway, I, I just want to I just wanna know Neal. where in Oilers' lore they thought they were going to get another Dwayne Rolison performance out of Mike Smith. Like, that was 2006. It's a different league now. The equipment's a lot smaller, and no disrespect to Mike Smith. I really like him as a goaltender. Um, but my goodness, the Oilers, I tell, I think I told you this, right? The Predators and the Oilers should have draft or switched draft positions, and the Predators should have got, who was it, Dylan Holloway? Uh, yes. Either way, and I was saying the Oilers should have Could picked Yaroslav Oskarov. Like, yeah. I don't know what the Oilers are, are thinking here just in terms of their net because, again, we talk about it. You build from the net out. And McDavid's there. Drysaddle's there. They got the out part figured out, at least on the forward side of the puck. Defense and goaltending. Oh, man. Darnell Nurse has turned into an elite defenseman, which is fantastic. But, again, now Oscar Kleffbaum, who was a linchpin for a few years when he was healthy, he might be looking at retirement. It's This is a dangerous spot for the Oilers to be in going forward. I really Really don't there's I don't a, like where they can go from here. There's a lot of storylines that the Oilers are going to have to overcome this offseason. A big one that I think not many people are realizing right now is Oscar Clefbaum. Mm-hmm. He, he, there's been rumors that he has a, a lot of... Um, it's like a degenerative something, isn't it? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, arthritis. Arthritis. Thank you, Max. Todd Gurley, his uh, knee. Yes, Tough. arthritis in his shoulder, and I <sighs> believe it's his top hand. I don't think it's his bottom hand. I think it's his I was gonna say, top hand on the stick. Bottom hand, but possibly you being able to not it. hold yeah. the top of your stick, you have no ability to no, do anything. No, uh, unfortunately even though not. your bottom hand is probably where your power comes yeah. from, your top hand is everything. You still need it to guide and do, and just just being a defenseman going in yeah. the corners. You need to have, trying to poke you check. Need to like, have think some about that. sort of strength there to be any sort of value right. on the blue line in the in the National Hockey Dylan League. Dylan Fournier so. saying they need to clear up some space. Emery Wolf with a couple of good comments for a change. I'm not used to seeing <laughs> smart things coming out of Emery Wolf. Just a camera guy, right? Just a Camera guy. So to hear these things is actually interesting. They could lose Larson. All three OT goals he was he all three of the OT goals he wasn't doing very much on the ice. Their young defensemen look okay, but goalies are the priority. Moving money is good for them. So uh, that's going to be the big storyline. I think with the Oilers, can they dump a couple of contracts? And are they able to keep a couple players like Tyson Berry, who was their, their third leading scorer on their team this year? Mm-hmm. Uh, Nugent Hopkins, who's been a, a key part of that core yeah. for a long time, 10 years. Yeah. Uh, or are they going to let them walk and see what else they can bring in? There is a decent crop of free agents. That's for our free agency show. So <laughs> stick, stay tuned later. Yeah. Uh, we aren't going to get into free agency Quite yet, because we have a lot of playoff talk to get to. Oh, yeah. However, let's just let's just talk about the Jets really quick too. No, I don't think anybody said the Jets were going to win four in a row. Hand up, uh, that's on me. I didn't pick it. Nope. So Kyle Connor, there's the picture. Now here's the thing. Adam Larson, we just talked about him, was on the ice during that goal. Went for a line change. Kyle Connor saw that. I could see him looking. He was like doing a triple take. He's like, I gotta go. He went, uh, and I think it was. Uh, uh, Pionk, Neil Pionk, who mm-hmm. saw him, shot him a pass down the ice. 
and that's when Kyle Connor took advantage and got that shot off. And it, you know, it just doesn't put a whole great big bow on Adam Larson's end of the season. Uh, but Connor McDavid was the one that gave the puck away, mm-hmm. uh, and he's taken a brunt of the of the. Uh, Whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah. Now. Well, the only reason they—I <laughs> was going to say something about a storm, but I didn't want to say that on the air tonight. Only reason they lasted four games is because of Connor McDavid. Yes. So um, <laughs> I was amazed. Now we talking about the Oilers' depth. I just said we we're going to talk about the Jets, and now I'm getting back on the Oilers. Devin Shore <laughs> played like 20 minutes of overtime hockey. Devin Shore was on waivers earlier this year. He's a minimum salary guy, uh, and he was one of the most effective guys compared to everyone else they have on their team. And to me, I was like, that's not a good thing. Dave Tippett doesn't trust anyone besides Devin Shore and they three other forwards. Jujar Kara the entire three overtimes. He played two shifts in the first overtime. They sat Ryan McLeod, I think, was on the – he didn't see a single shift. Uh, and there was, a, there was five Oilers players that didn't see ice time in the entire three overtimes. See, and that's where Dave Tippett, you have to look at his situation. Like, that's, that's a not-so-inexplicit face to Ken Holland and saying, this is the roster you gave me and I can't trust a quarter of it. How are you supposed to win in the Stanley Cup playoffs when you yeah. go to overtime? We've seen, what, 50% of the game so far go to overtime? You now, have to be able to trust your bench a little bit, even when you've got nuclear options in McDavid and Dreisaitl. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, there goes the opening segment i was just gonna say uh (laughs) i just got a notification that brian the snowman snow has checked in and we have gotten through one topic (laughs) and we still didn't really touch on the jets who i mean long story short we still have a couple minutes let's get to a couple other things quick Stephen a smith blasting Connor mcdavid now brian will get a kick out of this ESPN is clearly trying to push the hockey thing, and I love it. Good for them. I'm glad they are. Hey, you know Somebody what? My uncle, my uncle had a saying once. It's called trying leads to failure. Oh, there you go. And Stephen A. Smith, Not I think, very missed the boat a little bit on this one. However... Uh, somebody clearly wrote the information that he used for this rant. He was the same guy that put Andrew Ferentz's picture yeah, well, as the main That was TNT, graphic. I think, wasn't it? Oh, well, this either is way, whatever, get but him across. But Stephen A. Smith still. comes out and basically <laughs> takes... Now, Brian will appreciate this. We talked about this before the show. Stephen A. Smith comes from a basketball world. Yes. Mostly. Yep. yep. He approached the Connor McDavid not having playoff success from a basketball angle, in, my, in our opinion. Now, the way I looked at this is that his approach to this argument was McDavid and Dreisaitl are two of the three top-producing forwards in the league over the last mm-hmm. five or six years. How is this team so bad in the playoffs? And I think Stephen A. Smith is great, and he's got to learn a lot about hockey, mm-hmm. but hockey is not about star players like basketball is. Uh, we could talk about that for days. But if you have a guy like LeBron James, who I know Brian Snow loves, or James Harden, who Brian Snow loves more, Brian, I'm just bugging you. Uh, I'm warming you up for the next segment, Brian. But if you have guys like that in basketball, hypothetically, you could easily get to a conference finals every single year because star players in basketball change the entire game. Star players in hockey are different. You've got to have a team. Uh, yeah. You cannot go into a playoffs with two players like the Oilers just did. They got swept mm-hmm. uh, and not and expect to go to the conference finals every single year like yeah. James Harden has done with the Houston Rockets and every team he's been on. Uh, <laughs> but it's a much different sport. Now, I lo- again, I love Stephen A's attempt, uh, swing and a miss. But Just a bit I, I love that ESPN is is they're buying in, and that's yeah. good. That's not a bad thing. It's okay. If What's, Stephen A. Smith can convert people to like hockey, I think that's a good thing for hockey. That's where I'm at. Absolutely. Well, what are what are the memes that go around whenever Stephen A. Like it's always like that. What, what's his his big thing? It's like what? 
Like, oh what, yeah, he's what? got all sorts of stuff. He's got a lot of memes. I can imagine there was a lot of I love the ones where he debates with himself, yeah. with baby Stephen A, oh, yeah. where he turns himself <laughs> into a baby and he debates with himself. Hey, well, you know what? When he learns the game, he's going to be a great figure for building the sport of hockey down I there. Think so. I think he's going to be awesome. But yeah, this uh, this was a bold, hot, not-so-great take from uh, a legend in the uh, sports broadcasting community. Just On not, YouTube, Stoop233 mm-hmm. says... Uh, guys, there's going to be a rule change for next season. Only two skaters on the ice at any given time and a goalie. <laughs> Go Oilers. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's just skim through these rest of these topics because there's right. a lot, and we'll, we'll get to them later maybe in the show. The uh, Habs and Leafs. Leafs just won 4 nothing. They're up 3-1 in the series now. Uh, obviously, we're, we're talking about JT's injury. We haven't talked about that yet. A galvanizing incident, Max called it, which I think is pretty a pretty nail, Who's like, that bang on. Smith that they hired? Who's that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, good one, though. So Galchenyuk with a three-point <laughs> night tonight. Uh, great night for Alex Galchenyuk getting back into the lineup. So great for that. That was an awesome game. 4 nothing win tonight for the Leafs. Tampa and Florida is an absolute dogfight. The Panthers are turning to rookie goaltender Spencer Knight, uh, who is going to be their future goalie. Uh, and he is now their knight in shining armor. Max, you're killing it tonight. There's their knight in shining armor to get back into the series. I believe it's 3-2 now in that series. Game yep. six goes tomorrow night or yes, tonight. Uh, uh, tomorrow night. Geez, we should know the you check that out. Uh, the Predators. Google. Max, what's the update with the Preds? Ho, ho. The Predators are up 2-1 right now with 17 and a half minutes left in the third. And okay. Man, oh, man. Okay, we'll get to this in the later segment, right? I just want to say, hey, national media, I told you. Max, Preds weren't Max going away you. easy in this one. Uh, they weren't. I was also the one that said Max uh, that the Predators would make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, Max months didn't ago. Think they yeah, would make the playoffs. Ago months ago. Yeah, I said it months, months ago. ago. Yep. Uh, Vegas and Minnesota, 3-2 right now. The Wild are giving it everything they got. I didn't give them a chance. They are fighting. Uh, good for Minnesota. The Avalanche completely terrorized the St. Louis Blues gave them no chance whatsoever. Choked them out in four games. Uh, we kind of saw that one coming, even though Kadri got an eight-game suspension, Nazem Kadri. Uh, so that was we thought that might change the series a little bit. Nope. Mm-hmm. Avalanche nailed it. Uh, they put the nails in the coffin. Boston Bruins rolled over Washington, uh, and the. <laughs> I think we have to dedicate an entire episode to Washington, maybe bring Alan May back on soon, because yeah. they have a lot of question marks. Uh, what are they going to do with Evgeny Kuznetsov? They're, everyone's already running him out the door. Uh, Alex Ovechkin's a free agent this offseason. Uh, there's rumors he might not be coming back. We could be in for a complete fire sale of the Washington Capitals. I want to hear your thoughts. We don't have time. I'm <laughs> We're rolling through here. I got to get to Brian. Uh, the Penguins and the Islanders going back and forth like a seesaw. Uh, I said the Islanders in seven. It's turning into maybe that's going to happen. The Islanders are up 3-2 in a series that they did, not many people gave them a chance in. I said seven. Did you pick the Islanders in that yeah, one we, too? Yeah, we mutually agreed on there that There was one. a few people that picked the Islanders, but not very many. Anyways, that was the top of the order brought to you by our friends at Hoop Life Basketball. We have a bigger fan vote tonight that we wanted to just touch on. Max, do you have the results on that by chance? I, I do can, not. I, I have, have, I have no it. I have results. it. So we, we want to talk about the Blue Jays later in the show, maybe a little bit with Brian Snow as well. Uh, and we, oh, this look at our, our Twitter page is a mess right now. Um, the question was, what should the Blue Jays do with their bullpen? Uh, they have a lot going on right now. They've lost a few games to Tampa Bay recently, a few games uh, just out in general recently because in a row. of their bullpen, six in a row. What should the Jays do with their bullpen? Uh, do they need to just get healthy? Do they need to make a trade? Do they need to promote some prospects? Or do they need to sign Chad Bradford from Moneyball <laughs> and fix all their problems using the Moneyball technique? Uh, Max, our winning uh, result right now is just get healthy. 
I think they just need to get healthy, get a couple <laughs> arms back in the bullpen. Thomas make, has, making Ryan a trade Baraki, and promoting Julian, prospects are close. Weather, the list just goes on and on. They've had a massive injury list, and that's obviously hampered them. We're going to get to a break right now. We're a little overdue. We talked about the Oilers for like 42 minutes, it feels like. <laughs> but after the break, we got Brian Snow coming in from North Carolina, and we're going to go all over the board with Brian. Brian, you get ready. We're coming your way, buddy, right after the break. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. BDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest-growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us, and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have, utilizing a fully integrated 360-degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. you got to be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery Hour. Visit us at ikslive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. We are back, and just before we get to our special guest, who I he, apparently he didn't even hear me. I was hyping you up, <laughs> there, Brian. There was for a like, heavy hype train. Like was... six minutes, I was yeah. hyping you up. Uh, however, 
Uh, we just want to check in a couple of comments here. Dylan Fournier saying, I feel like Nuge is going to go to Ottawa for some reason in the offseason. Again, Dylan, we will talk about that in our offseason special because we got a doozy coming up. There's a oh, lot of yeah. stuff going on this offseason. Seattle. It's going to be like Fast and Furious 9. Three hours and 23 minutes of just free agent talk. All I need to say is trades. Seattle, and my mind is just <laughs> going. Uh, Jeremy Corrigan saying, you just don't win in the playoffs with just a handful of guys. There it is. Uh, Chad Isaac, he needs to stick to basketball where his knowledge is. Well, we, we're accepting new fans. We'll give him a chance. we got to we'll accept new fans. give him a chance. Fans. He's earned it. Uh, Vladdy leads the majors in war, home runs, OPS, and total bases. Oh, and we're going to get into that right now because we're going down to North Carolina because that's where our first guest joins us from tonight. And Max and I already took our pre-show ice baths in preparation for the fire hot takes that oh, our next yeah. guest is about to bring. Ladies and gentlemen, the snowman himself. He can hear us because he's smiling. <laughs> uh, the host of Snowman in the Morning, Brian Snow. Brian, how are things down south tonight, my good sir? Good evening, gentlemen. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, weather-wise, it's getting hot, and it's getting hot fast. Now, Brian, <laughs> you're filling your time right now with all sorts of stuff. You're back in the booth, which is great yeah. to see, because up in Canada, we're so jealous of any sort of live event. And you guys are doing pretty good <laughs> down there. So tell me, what do you got going on right now? Because you're doing baseball, softball. What else are you guys doing down there? Well, I hooked up with uh, Lewisburg College, and uh, I called their baseball and their softball games. The softball team is in the process of pursuing um, a national championship in the NJCAA. They won their first game today. Uh, baseball's resetting for next year. Football's resetting for next year. And uh, I'm just in the process of getting reloaded and uh, getting ready for what's going to be a full 25th season this coming year. Unbelievable. Uh, Brian, uh, obviously Max is adorned in his Nashville Predators <laughs> gear, as you can see. They're, take, they're taking on the yeah. Carolina Hurricanes. You're in North Carolina. That's where they're from. What is the state of North Carolina like right now with, with hurricane fever? Has it taken over there? Mm, it's getting there. Yeah. But then you have University of North Carolina baseball that's going to take over as well as soon as the Preds take care of business. Hey, hey. So that's all I have. That's all I have. That's all I have to say because my beloved Blackhawks fell flat. So I don't have a dog in the fight right now, but. Hurricane fever is take is taking over, but I think the Preds are going to wind up taking care of business. And then you have the ACC baseball tournament that's going on right now with North Carolina, North Carolina State, and uh, Duke University. And I got a good friend that's um, hyping that up for me. So we're going to be pretty busy. That's great. And yeah, your Chicago Blackhawks had a bit of a rough year. Uh, so I don't know, Brian. Yeah. Do you want to give us the uh, the autopsy of the of the Chicago Blackhawks after their season? What went so wrong with them? They were so close, but it just didn't quite happen mm -hmm. for them. What what happened with the Blackhawks? Goaltending. Goaltending. I'll answer your question in one word. Goaltending. Sometimes it that's, was inconsistent. Sometimes that's all it takes. One word. Yeah. Lankinen <laughs> mm -hmm. had a strong rookie season, but as you said, Brian, yeah, a little bit of inconsistency. I love the Preds take, though. That's my guy. He knows it. 
But you know what, Brian? Hey, you know what? You did me a solid with hyping up my Preds. I got to hype up your White Sox because, man, oh, man, they've been in the headlines for a lot of things, a lot of good, a mm-hmm. little bit of questions, a little bit of bad is what it is. But uh, mm-hmm. where do we start with this team, Brian, who's having an unbelievable start to their season, at least in the standings? Like, where do we go from here? What's, what's the report? What's at the top of your mind for all of White Sox Nation right now? They're doing this without two of their biggest stars in Luis Robert and um, Eloy Jimenez, who are both injured. Now, I know everyone wants to say, wants to call for Tony LaRusse's head because of some of the things that he said. But where did he lie? Where did he lie? Your mean Mercedes, the urinator, who I absolutely love, has a locker, and Tony LaRusse has an office. He also has three world championship rings, and he's got a Hall of Fame plaque. So in that situation, as much as I would like the Roosters to be a player's manager, and towards the end of the season, he will be. You know, just he wants to get the discipline in these young kids' heads. And the discipline is what's going to be necessary for these young teams right now. And for everyone that's calling for Tony Roosters' head, last I checked, the White Sox were in first place. Last I checked, they had one of the best records in the American League and the fourth best record of the majors. Last I checked, they had the best pitching staff in the American League, save maybe the New York Yankees who worked us over this past weekend. But the White Sox are the White Sox are on track, and they are going to, I say, right after the All-Star break, they're going to really take off and run away with the division. I like it. Now, we'll get into the Central Division in a sec, but you kind of brought up uh, you know, a few things that I want to maybe get into. Baseball right now is in an interesting place. We got Vladdy, Vladdy Guerrero Jr., raking uh you know levels we haven't seen in toronto specifically a lot of baseballs are missing a lot of covers right a lot of baseballs are getting torn up a bit by vladdy jr uh then we got acuna jr out in atlanta who's also doing pretty big Mm -hmm. things tatis is is a monster out in san diego you see where i'm going with this there's some big young stars coming up in the league you got a few yourself with the white Sox. my point is uh, are you enjoying this youth movement? Because with it, I feel like we're seeing a bit more personality in baseball. And I'm curious with what you just said about La Russa, et cetera, et cetera. How are you feeling about the game of baseball and the, the make baseball fun again debate that we've had a couple of times on this show? It's a renaissance. It's a renaissance with all of these young players that, according to my old school knowledge, know how to play the game pretty damn well. Especially, you have Acuna Jr., as you mentioned, in Atlanta. Uh, Vladdy Jr. in Toronto, who's, if they ever get back to the Sky Dome, and I hope they do this season, is going to blow the roof off the Sky Dome. I mean, um, a few years ago, he ended the spring season with a home run, a walk-off home run, against the Cardinals in Montreal. Figure that one out. (laughs) It's a renaissance, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, so actually, you kind of just brought something up, and now I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Chad Isaac has asked us this a couple weeks in a row, and mm-hmm. we keep forgetting to answer it, Max. Yep. But he's wondering. Uh, a couple weeks ago when the Jays were in Atlanta, uh, I think we were, they picked up – he was watching the Atlanta broadcast. Mm-hmm. And basically what they said is, oh, man, it's a shame that the Jays don't get more coverage down here because I think – the guy on the Atlanta broadcast said, I think they would become America's favorite team within – not that long. Uh, do you think that the Jays should get more coverage down there, or is it just how it is? Yes, absolutely. They should get more coverage. 
um, down, down this way. I mean, MLB.com does their job. They bring the uh, Toronto broadcast from Sportsnet 590 and from uh, Sportsnet to the masses through the through the internet. But that's how the that's how the coverage goes. It's the 21st century. But in terms of getting more television coverage down here, wait till the Toronto Blue Jays heal and bring it all together. Then you're going to see a lot of fun, especially when we get to that magic month, like to call October. <laughs> Absolutely, Brian. You know what? While sticking in the broadcast kind of area, obviously, we share the same passion of, of sports and being able to talk about them with an audience. And you back in the broadcast booth, I am curious to know, who were a couple of your inspirations growing up in the booth? Was it baseball guys, football guys, combination? Because you have a very unique style, and I absolutely love the energy of some of your home run calls. I've got to assume that that comes from some inspiration somewhere in the past. I have such a laundry list of favorites, it's not even funny. <laughs> but uh, I love Buck Martinez's home run call. I uh, loved uh, Jerry Howard's home run call. And if any, any of you guys tuned into my coverage of Lewisburg baseball, I've used a bit of both. Um, uh, where, uh, where, where else do I go? The first play-by-play announcer that I really got hooked into was Jim Durham when he covered the Chicago Bulls. Then later, Wayne Larrabee with the Chicago Bears. And I've just taken a combination of all of them. John Rooney, who was with the White Sox for 18 years, and I had a chance to meet. Um, also had a chance to meet Wayne Larrabee, as I, as I said, Ben Scully, Jack Buck. My goodness, there's so many that I take pieces from and put into my game. And I had the pleasure recently of welcoming Astros voice Robert Ford onto my program. And I took a nice. piece of... What he, I took a piece of what he does and brought it onto the and, and brought it in, in into my call. In fact, the first set of home run calls I did for Lewisburg was with Robert Ford's "See You Later." But then I was driving to the ballpark one day, and I had the I, I just had Buck Martinez in my head. I had Jerry Howard in my head. And wouldn't you know it? Back to back innings, I had a chance to use them both. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's been a it's been a thrill and a half to get back in the booth after about a year and a half. Well, you're doing a hell of a job, my friend. I greatly appreciate the broadcast whenever I have a chance to tune in. Yeah, those have been fun for Thank sure. You. So keep doing that. Uh, so let's get into the Central Division a little bit, Brian. We got the uh, the White Sox are taking over. The Twins are all of a sudden bad. Mm -hmm. uh, they were good for so yep. many years, and they're struggling. The Indians are kind of on the rise again. It's just kind of break. What's going on in the division overall? It just seems like it's kind of been shaken up these last couple of years. Well, the White Sox made hay when they needed to. They beat up the Twins and they beat up the Royals. They know they're going to have to see the Indians again, but the problem is in, the Cleveland Indians will have to come to us. And we're not fully healthy. We're missing two of our big sluggers right now. Michael Kopech is rounding into shape, and you know if he throws 100 miles an hour for nine innings, that's going to be trouble. Carlos Rodon, who fired a no-hitter. Lance Lynn, who works from the stretch most of the time, nearly had a no-hitter last night. And then a new star on the horizon, and Andrew Vaughn is starting to rake. I'd like to see a home run contest with Andrew Vaughn, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, and Vladdy Guerrero Jr. Oh. How much fun would that be? Oh, 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 oh. a ton of fun. Uh, so tell us what happened to the Minnesota Twins, Brian, because me and Max were talking about it the other day. And Max kind of said, "How are the why are the Twins bad all of a sudden? And I was like... Good question. Like it kind of, they've been such a consistent team for so many years. Mm -hmm. They've had such good pitching. They always seem to find hitting. Has it just all fallen apart for the Twins? 
Well, what helped them before has hurt them now, and that's their pitching or lack thereof. Look at the Twins' record. How many times have they been put out of games early? And I'm talking about, we're talking innings four through six. Any baseball rat knows if you can get through the first six innings with your starting pitcher or close to the first six innings with your starting pitcher, you're going to do fine. The Twins, on a consistent basis, have not been able to get through inning six. And if you don't get through inning six and you're facing a mountain, then innings seven through nine are going to be worse. Yeah, and you know what, Brian? That's the thing. And I just go back to the days of Ron Gardenhire and uh, Justin Morneau and Joe Maurer and just that once proud franchise who's built a, a cathedral of a ballpark in Minnesota. Now, I just, I really hope they can kind of find a way to at least return to some sort of prominences. They can be a fun team to watch as they're kind of Canada's second team, at least geographically speaking, yeah. with them being just a little bit south of the them border. Them in Seattle. Them in Seattle, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. that's true, especially on the West Coast, 100%. Yeah. But I wanted to get your thoughts yeah. as well, too, Brian. We're going a little bit again, going out west obviously the oakland a's have made some noise in the last little while in conjunction with major league baseball saying that the a's are not doing a good good enough job finding a new suitable home that meets the standards of major league baseball parks and the marketing and where they're all going just as a whole what do you make of the oakland a's situation and what do you think needs to happen there do they have to relocate or is there any sort of chance they can remain the oakland a's for the foreseeable and long-term future this is where Rob Manfred needs to make a stand right now. They've been the Oakland A's as long as I remember. And Rob needs, Rob needs to come in and say, you know what? I'm sorry I opened my mouth and put my foot in it. I'll put some money down for you for a stadium. You know another team that needs to return? And I'm going to tie this all into a pretty little bow. Let's say we just get rid of the Oklahoma City Thunder and return them back home. And their home being, wait for it, Seattle. Can we bring back the Seattle Supersonics, please? I mean... Oklahoma City served its purpose in 2005 after Hurricane Katrina. And I'm not downplaying any kind of situation. But as I've said many times on my show, I'm old school to my heart, and the Seattle Supersonics need to return, and the Athletics need to remain in Oakland. I like it. Gary the Glove, Peyton, I tell you, like they're, and they're just iconic jerseys, too, with I the Seattle it. Supersonics. I absolutely love it. Every no, year yeah. in NBA 2K, I remake the Seattle Supersonics. Right? Every year. Just a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess, well, we're going to switch gears, but we're going to stay on the same coast, Brian. And I'm going to make you answer for, a little, or answer for it a little bit later as you had a hot take on your Niners. But I want to talk about the move that now has made Trey Lance your future franchise linchpin i don't know what to call him to be quite honest first of all what do you make of the move and the assets given up to move up to number three to get him in this year's nfl draft and two do you are are you fully sold on mr lance is he going to be the next greatest qb to come from the niners organization since joe montana slash steve young slash jeff garcia it's been a rich history of quarterbacks is trey lance going to be the guy I'll answer your second question right now. We're not going to know that for a couple of years mm-hmm. because I'll guarantee you Kyle Shanahan is going to hand Trey Lance a clipboard and Tilly Garoppolo and, it's, and basically say what I've been saying for the last couple of months. I challenge you to be healthy and I challenge you to take every snap this year. The 49ers made a five-year investment in Jimmy Garoppolo and there are 73 million reasons why. He took this team to a Super Bowl in his first full healthy season who the hell says he can't do it again i expect him to do it again matter of fact i expect him to do it this year which led to my which uh led to my hot take trey lance is going to have a clipboard for a while he'll get some snaps but it would take a catastrophic injury like a break or an acl 
And I don't see it happening. I see Jimmy Garoppolo being the man, living out his contract. And should he take the 49ers to a Super Bowl victory, they're gonna he's going to ball out this year no matter what happens, and they're going to march him right in the offense and sign him to an extension. I love that. Now, every year at the NFL draft, we all take notes. And, you know, a few years down the road, you kind of mentioned it with Trey Lance, but a few years down the road, we always look back and say, well, this guy was clearly the best quarterback. We all did it with the Patrick Mahomes draft, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. This year's draft, five years from now, you had to make a prediction. Who of the quarterbacks drafted this year are you going to look back and say, yeah, this guy is the most successful guy out of this draft? Can't make a prediction. Yeah. Can't make it yet because look at the situation the quarter look at the situation the quarterbacks are in. Uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence is in Jacksonville. I don't need to say anything more there. Um, Zach Lowe is up in New York replacing Sam Darnold. I don't need to say anything more there. Trey Lance has a wait and see. It's a, it's a wait and see. It's a wait and see process. But for the first two quarterbacks, I, I pretty much can say they're going to be handed the keys to the castle in the first year and they haven't fixed the biggest problem which i don't know involves an offensive line <laughs> my buddy jeremy corrigan uh he's he's from your neck of the woods in terms of which team he likes he's a chicago bears fan and he says justin fields is in a great position can you talk about what makes the bears such a good fit for justin fields if at all if they are a good fit what do you think okay I'd like to say Justin Fields is in a is in the best position. I'd like to say Justin Fields would succeed the quickest and the most. But it just can't do that. <laughs> have you seen what Matt Nagy's Bears have done since 2018 when you had Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback and Matt Nagy refused to give up play calling duties? Oh yeah, one other problem. No line. Weird how that keeps coming up as a, know, as a problem, right? right? That's uh, right. We got a couple people asking, and this was where I was going to go next pretty much anyway, so let's dive into it. John Ohm in Winnipeg, right. Manitoba, Canada, our good buddy John Ohm, he asks, where is Aaron Rodgers going to end up? <laughs> so what do you think of – well, first off, what do you think of the whole drama? And then second off, is he a Packer? Where does he end up? First and foremost, I got no time for drama, and this is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. And all I got to say about Aaron Rodgers is one and four in conference championship games, including a beatdown in the Bay. Second, where does he end up? Who cares? The Packers will probably wind up signing him to another extension anyway. It's where he's played his it's where he's played his entire career. I talked about this at the end of my show today um, concerning Julio Jones, and I know we'll touch that in a minute. But frankly. I don't care. Aaron Rodgers has not proven a doggone thing to me, especially in the month of January. Tom Brady has done more blindfolded than Aaron Rodgers has with a shield around his helmet. Period. I hate to say that plainly, John, but and and John, I I I dearly, but until Aaron Rodgers figures out not to back into January and come in guns blazing. I don't see it. I love it. Now, are, are you reading my diary? Did you take some sort of mind reading course uh, down in North Carolina? Because my next question was, nope. can you tell me what's going on with Julio Jones? I saw your I saw your show today. I heard your take on him. I loved it. 
I want to hear you say it to us, please, here tonight. And I want, I want you to enlighten our fans. Julio Jones, uh, you aren't a big fan of what's going on right now. Can you tell us why? Well, to repeat what I said on the show today, I don't like players who quit on their teams. Just ask James Harden. <laughs> James Harden was given a pardon out of Houston when he saw the walls crumbling. Never mind the fact James Harden couldn't get beyond the Western Conference Finals. Never mind the fact James Harden couldn't get beyond the Golden State Warriors four tries in five years, and he came up empty. Julio Jones had his best chance to win a Super Bowl against the New England Patriots, and we all know what happened there. What's happened to Julio Jones since then? And I tie Aaron Rodgers into this as well. What has happened since Julio Jones went to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 51 in Houston? I'll put it in four words. Not a damn thing. And this is a player that had 300 yards in the game. I, mean, I don't think anyone will break Flipper Anderson's record of 336 in a game, but I have nothing against Julio Jones as a football player, nor Aaron Rodgers. I have nothing against them as athletes. My problem is when they decide to become divas against the team that uh, against the team that has basically fashioned their entire career. 16 in Green Bay, 12 in Atlanta. I have a problem with that. Right, exactly. And we'll get to your favorite player in the NBA, James Harden, in just a minute. But, uh, <laughs> uh, Brian, I, 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 people have been bugging me a lot because obviously not many people up here know a lot of Falcons fans. So anytime anything happens, I right. get a bunch of text messages. Oh, what's going on? Uh, mm -hmm. So the question I've been getting is, what would they even get for Julio Jones right now in a trade? Like, do they need a first-round pick? Do they need defensive players in a trade? Uh, what kind of package would you even get for a 32-year-old Julio Jones right now? You just said the magic number that's keeping everybody out of the equation. Julio Jones is 32 years old. Julio Jones is coming off of an injury. Julio Jones plays a skill position. Skill position, 32 years old, coming off of an injury. What is wrong with that picture? Everything. What can you get for a package like that? And I throw Aaron Rodgers in the same equation? Not much. Brian, stop it. I'm trying to get some trade value going for Julio Jones. <laughs> I want you to say two first-round picks and a couple of defensive starters. Please say that, and then I'll be happy. <laughs> Would you like the opposing Clark, GM's firstborn as well, Clark? Clark? Clark, you know I speak the truth, and you know I come with the fire. You know I come with the fire, and I do it for three hours a day. Not much will happen with Julio Jones. In fact, what I said to close my show, which you saw today, I hope Atlanta makes him live out his contract. I hope the Falcons make him make him live out his contract in Atlanta, and every first rounder that they want to put up for sale goes by. Uh. I give you an example of an old NFC West opponent that has mortgaged their future not once but twice. And it it's already burned them once, and it's going to burn them again. Do the Los Angeles Rams come to mind? Careful, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to go there anyway. I call it the way I, the, I call it the way I see it. The first mortgage was with Jalen Ramsey, and they lost the following year after their Super Bowl. They lost the follow. They they lost the following year. Now this past year, they get a playoff appearance. They beat Seattle in Seattle. Thank you, Los Angeles Rams, for that. But they, Max, you're not going to like me for my next <laughs> sentence, but I'm going to have to say it plainly. They stupidly mortgage their future again for 
There's that thirty. There's that number thirty-two again. Thirty. A thirty-two-year-old beat up, beat down, blown out Matthew Stafford. Yeah, yeah, but the Rams have an offensive line. We do have an <laughs> offensive line. We've got 38-year-old Andrew Whitworth coming back hey. for his 15th NFL season. So there either way, no, you know what, Brian? I, hey, I, it's hard <laughs> not to agree with you on that to a certain extent. Um, I will say, though, man, I'm, I'm feeling good about the Rams, and this is where we dove into the opportunity to justify that take. In this stacked <laughs> NFC West division, you've got your Niners this year for still, I'm not totally sure why. You'll have the opportunity to justify it here. But either way, the in a stack division, you've got the Rams, who still, well, maybe questionable moves. They still compete. They contend every year. There's always a chance in the regular season. The perennially competitive True. Seattle Seahawks and the up-and-coming cards. What makes you so confident in your San Francisco 49ers at this point of the offseason heading into OTAs and the regular season? Why are they coming out of the NFC West ahead of everyone else right now in your eyes? It's pretty simple. The 49ers are healthy. They're getting all of their key players back in one piece. George Kittle, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa. Bosa is going to be a key on that defense. I'm not worried about losing Robert Sala uh, to the New York Jets. Sala was due for a coaching position, and he got it. And I wish him so much success with the Jets. But the culture has been established in San Francisco. I liken this to the handoff that Bill Walsh made to George Seifert. George Seifert was the defensive coordinator for many years in San Francisco. Then Walsh retired, and then Seifert stepped up, and uh, they still had uh, Mike Holmgren as their offensive coordinator at the time. Do you realize how dangerous this 49er offense can be, especially given the fact that they did solve their offensive line problem, bringing in 13-year veteran Alex Mack, who can control the interior part of the line? They got a couple of great linemen, one from one from Notre Dame. They actually picked up three offensive linemen in the draft, which is what I predicted they would. And then you have a receiver who can play slot, who can also play backup tight end, and Jalen Hurd out of Baylor, who hasn't played in two years due to an injury. Everybody's going to sleep in San Fran- sleep on San Francisco, I beg your pardon, because they didn't see what they could do because they had such a rash of injuries that would be a critical mistake so brian i wanted to get into this because uh it's a well-documented fact that james harden is your favorite player in the nba we've talked about it several times tonight already of course i'm joking you already know better than that i know i know uh but brian can your boy james harden and the nets win the nba title or are they going to fall apart like you've been calling it for months what do you think and James Harden and the Nets win an NBA title. Hmm, <laughs> let me think. Oh, I have a simple answer. Hell no. Uh, I don't believe Hell you, Brian. No. Can you say it one more time? I don't believe you. <laughs> Just Hold a on. moment. Yeah, there you go. Loose, yeah, wet the whistle. Here we go. <clears throat> Hell no. <laughs> yes. Nailed it. I love it. Okay, so who do you got then? What are your What's your analysis of the of the NBA uh, playoffs right now? Who Who do you got? I really can't give an answer because, as Rhett Butler once said very popularly, "Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn." <laughs> 
<laughs> because the team that I wanted to crash and burn before they got the top spot in the East was Philadelphia, and they wanted to have having the top spot in the East. The team that I thought would sneak into the playoffs and make a lot of noise got burned by the refs, and I'm, of course I'm talking about Golden State. But if I had to... Mm, <laughs> I... I can't do it. I can't do it. There's, I, I know that people pressure me and, and, and make a pick, you know, when the second round, the third round. Oh, Lordy. If I have to pick, if I have to pick someone to come out of the West, as much as it would pain for me to say it, it would be Phoenix. Ooh. Phoenix Suns. Now, just a quick note. You, Phoenix Suns. You know our buddy Andrew Gottslig. You guys have become friends over the last little while. Yep. Uh, I think it was actually yeah. his business partner, Habib, who said the Suns were going to make some noise, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he had Habib, that take his out buddy, there, yeah. made, said the Suns were going to make some noise this playoff. So I like that a lot. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. But, Max, you wanted to, you had something to go 100%, on 100%, Brian. Just to wrap it up with you, we're going to transition to your other favorite player in the NBA, I needed this week in LeBron James because, man, the amount of drama, the amount of flopping. I thought he was a basketball player, not a soccer player. I'm just, again, I would like to know your take on it, Brian. Finish us us with some fire here this week in LeBron, my friend. I've never seen a player, 6'8", 270 pounds, flop around like a fish. Whenever he gets the slightest. Okay. (laughs) Y'all want me to finish with some fire? Here it is. The Golden State Warriors for the second time in five years got screwed by by LeBron James. I bring up 2016 when Draymond Green didn't do anything. LeBron James opened his mouth and cried like a blank to Adam Silver. What happened? Draymond Green gets suspended for game five. It winds up going all seven. Everybody gets their money. And somehow LeBron gets a championship. Fast forward five years. Steph Curry was having a ball playing in Los Angeles for the Golden State Warriors. And then you get three offensive fouls called on Draymond Green in the final two uh, in the final 200 seconds and take Draymond Green out of the equation yet again. And especially when, oh, by the way, LeBron poked himself in the eye. Draymond did not poke him in the eye. Okay? LeBron is the biggest... All right, I will be nice. LeBron is the biggest puppet I've ever seen. He is no longer the face of he's no longer the face of the league. He hasn't been in the face of the league since a babyface assassin named Stephen Curry appeared in 2010. The problem is people still hype up LeBron James to be the best player in the world. Ha! Wrong. <laughs> Cut I love it, it, clip it, nailed, done. That was nailed awesome. <laughs> uh, Brian, that was awesome. We always love having you on here. Uh, we're going to let you go for the Thank night, you. but enjoy yourself. Have a great uh, rest of your week, and we'll catch up before too long because I, I think it. I got you lined up for Friday on the Rod Peterson Show upstairs. Cool. So uh, we'll, I can't wait. We'll, we'll chat with you I on Friday. Wait. Thanks a ton, Brian. Appreciate the Thank time, my friend. Everybody. Be well. All right. Have a good Thank one, Brian. You. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank All right, you. and our video guests, as always, are brought to you by our friends over at IKS Media. IKS Media is your premier destination for event planning, uh, live broadcasts, and entertainment video screens, and so much more. Visit iksmedia.ca today. 
IKS makes your event the best ticket in town. Hottest ticket in town, you might say. Uh, after those hot takes, we got a lot of hot tickets going on right now. Uh, we're going to get to a break here. Max is freaking out. I don't know, Jordan, can you... Uh, Max is having a bit of a, uh, a moment because the Predators Preds must are going have... to OT. Third game straight. We all know what's going to happen. Predators are going over time. It's going to be fine. It's so going to be okay. We'll have a live right. breakdown of every minute of the Predators game after this commercial well, break. Well, you get a live breakdown, but then. it might not be the game. Does this look familiar? Your fans deserve an incredible arena experience. It's time for an upgrade. Stunning graphics. Revenue opportunities are just the beginning with our in-venue display systems and scoring technology. Let us help you find the best solution for your facility. DDG, always delivering the best fan experience. Here's how your business can be a part of Canada's fastest growing sports talk show. All you have to do is contact us and we will tell you all about the dynamic and exciting marketing opportunities we have utilizing a fully integrated 360 degree multi-platform. Imagine your business seen and heard across Canada on Game Plus TV and around the world on the Rod Peterson Digital Network. You will use one of the most overused expressions in sports. You gotta be kidding me. Get your business involved. Contact the Rod Peterson Show today. Is it time to take your event online? Bring it to IKS Live. We've got a fully customized virtual event platform with remote guest support for your next fundraiser, talk show, conference, performance, and more. IKS Live offers live streaming to Facebook Live and YouTube and pre-recorded capabilities, both in our studio with green screen available and on location with pre-production and post-production services. IKS Live, the proud producer of The Rod Peterson Show and The Recovery Hour. Visit us at ikslive.ca. Don't rack your brain trying to source the equipment and materials you need for your business. Rockstar can operate your entire supply chain, from PO creation to expediting your shipments, all from our office. Leverage the buying power of the Rockstar Buying Group to not only save money and time, but also the headache. From gloves to glue, we can provide it for you. Find out more at rockstar.com. We are back. There we go. Hey. 
I knew we were back. We're, we're the ACDC song. We were back in black. Back in black. No, we're back. We're getting into the bluebird block now. We want to touch on a flu, a flu, blue, 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 bluebird, blue jays topics. Uh, Max, we don't have a ton here, but there is a few things we wanted to touch on tonight. Uh, the first and foremost being the bullpen. So <sighs> there's mostly it's we talked about it in our Vigor fan vote tonight, which uh, a lot of people think they just need to get healthy. That's kind of it. They've they've dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, we see today. I think David Phelps got announced that he's out for the rest of the season with an injury. Unfortunately, I think that's correct. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but uh, John Ohm, first and foremost, Max says, "Relax, Max. It's Predators time now. Overtime." It's I, like time. I like that. Uh, I like that. Dylan Fournier says you, he isn't happy. Can you tell? Uh, Robin Wildey says, a little late, guys, but I caught half of the interview. Robin, you caught the good half. Uh, Brian's always good. Every half, every half of Brian is always a good time. Uh, Emery Wolf saying, LeBron is the only guy I've ever seen break his nose and not bleed. Then wear a mask, and when he was garbage, it just magically got better from a broken nose. Weird, right? Yes. Uh, anyways, there's a lot of little flops, the babies, a lot of uh, comments about LeBron. We don't need to get into all those right now. Let's get into Blue, the Blue Jays because that's what we're here <laughs> Do for. Do you want to start saying Bluebird Block one more time? Let's get into the Bluebird Block brought to you by our friends at RBI Baseball and Softball Training Facility in Regina. Crushed it. Nailed Crushed it. it. Now, Good Julian stuff. Merriweather's been hurt. Jordan Romano's been in and out of the lineup. David Phelps is now hurt. Uh, Add 10 more names to that list. Thomas and that's Hatch, Ryan Barucki, you know, just a few notables out a there. A few guys. A few so notables Max, in the bullpen. Do the Jays need to make a trade? Do they need to bring up prospects? Do they need to get healthy? Let's answer the Vigor fan vote yourself. What do you think? Uh, the easy answer here is get healthy, right? I mean, the fact of the matter is, though, they had, they're had they on a six-game bender. I think they're winning tonight, I think, if they haven't already won uh, against the New York Yankees to snap their skid. It was 6-1 going to the ninth, so I sure hope they did. I hope they won, but or the blue, the, bull, the blue pen has got a lot the, of issues. The, blue the bullpen. Pen. The bullpen. I'm having trouble with B words tonight. Start a late show, they said. Yeah. It'll be fine, they Hey, said. go an hour later. It's It'll be totally good. <laughs> because we're hockey fans and we're kind of nutcases. But anyways, yeah, look leave, at that. It, leave the, it to two Canadians so to push the their Blue show Jays an hour. 6-2 was all over the Yankees tonight there to snap go. their six-game skid, which is fantastic. But the fact of the matter is, I was telling this to my girlfriend, who I guarantee wasn't listening to me uh, on the yeah, way home no, from Regina Beach nothing. yesterday. Guaranteed. If the Jays miss the playoffs by three games, three to four games, this is going to easily be the week to point to to say why. Because in four of the six, they had leg- five of the six, sorry, they had legitimate chances of winning the ball game, and they end up on the wrong side of it, on a lopsided side of it. it again, it was a late game uh, yesterday, 7-7, and they lose 14-8 to somehow Jeez. to finish off their series against the Tampa Bay Rays. And it, at the end of the day, what do you, what, where is there else to go besides pitching and Really, not necessarily through the fault of the starters. No. Hyunjin Ryu has been as advertised. He's been great. Solid. Robbie Ray has been excellent. Steven Matz has been on and off, but tonight, tonight he was on. Uh, Yen Stripling. Stripling has been on two of Our his guy. three starts since uh, his squad cast appearance. Again, yeah, how do you blame the starters here? I mean, Trent Thornton got knocked around a little bit for a five-run first yesterday before Ross had to come up and, and throw seven innings of shutout right. ball. It's just one of those things where you look at this bullpen and – Again, how do you re- even blame anybody outside of the performance of the next man up? You can say, oh, Ross and Mark, oh, they don't have enough depth in this organization, whatever else. They got five to six to seven key guys that were in their 40-man roster. We got Kirby Yates, who was yeah. our signing of the offseason. The That's bullpen, one we don't even talk about because he didn't ever, even pitch a pitch. And he won't pitch a pitch for the Blue Jays in his entire career. Like, no. it's just, it's really unfortunate to see. And I mean, at the end of the day, the bats are doing their job. They're keeping us in ball games, And that's a great transition to Vladdy Guerrero Jr., I think. But yeah, this bullpen, man, I don't know. It's get healthy. And I mean, if they don't get healthy in the next 10 or so games, 
you got to make a change before they fall out of contention in the East in the next, uh, let's not give it 10 games, let's say 20 to 30. Yeah. But you got to make a move if uh, this is going to be the continuous results we get used to here. And if if the Blue Jays are going to continue getting the offense you mentioned, and George Springer is still yet to really it's come into the lineup. Games. I mean, the the management owes it to this team if they're going to continue to be able to blast baseballs like they have been to at least go out and address this issue. This is a fixable team right now. Mm-hmm. They have a top ten at least mm-hmm. offensive lineup, maybe top five when everybody's in it. Top ten uh, farm system to pull top from. Top ten farm system. The team is built, and I've been saying this for a while, the team is built to make a trade. They have enough tradable assets that they can do it. So if they need to go out and get two relievers and maybe a starter, I think this is the year to do it. I think this is the year. Go do it. Now, here's one thing that's interesting. Alec Manoa is making his Mm -hmm. debut. Was that tonight? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. It's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, How about that for a debut? Hey, Alec Manoa. Do we have a picture of Alec Manoa? Uh, making your debut against the Yankees, uh, that's Yankee always got to be fun. Now he's he's got a lot of hype around him. He's six foot six, two forty or fifty, two sixty. Yeah, uh, he there throws he a powerful ball. He's got some good breaking stuff. So we're interested in seeing what Alec Manoa can do with the actual Jays. He's been lighting it up in the minors. Uh, there's actually a Twitter account that said, "Has Alec Manoa been called up yet?" Today was yes. We're shutting down the account. We've served our purpose. That's Nailed the tweet it. I saw. So, anyways, Alec Manoa got called up. We've been talking about Nate Pearson obviously a lot. Uh, he's not been healthy either. Uh, Simeon Woods Richardson is a name that keeps popping up, yeah. but I don't think he's there yet. He's no, pretty young. He's not, only 20. Not quite. He's still in Double A system yeah. with New Hampshire yet. He's got a level to climb or there's two. Still yet. A ways to go for him mm-hmm. but there's ways that they can improve this roster and i think mark and uh ross are just sitting back and kind of figuring out the right way to do it and see the thing is right we we go about it and we we always yeah, we're sitting here in our hockey garb tonight with an 82 game season we got to remember baseball is a 162 so game long. season there truly is a long way to go when you look at this this team and what they're gonna have the opportunity to do down the stretch like you said the cake is baked with all the ingredients they need to go out and make a move it's just a matter of do you decide okay is now the time is it 20 games from now and again it's like you said though too clark right it, management kind of owes them at this point. The offense has been keeping them in it. This has been too good of an offense to waste. It really has been, and it's going to get better. They've been proven that the moves they made to improve the offense have worked. Semyon's been looking really good. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is becoming the best hitter in baseball like we all thought he would. Teoscar Hernandez. Teoscar's having a great year. Bo Bichette's doing fine. Biggio's coming around. Lourdes Gurriel is coming Mm -hmm. around after a really – Bad start. Randall Grichik. Uh, Rowdy Tellez is filling in when he needs to. Grichik's having a very good year. Hitting very 278 good. last I saw. Yeah. Now, one thing I will say is uh, this is the one thing I saw. The Blue Jays tweeted out 20-year-old. People said he was overhyped. 21-year-olds. Uh, people said he was overhyped. 22-year-old. Best hitter in baseball. His dad, Vladimir Guerrero Sr., retweeted it and said, and he's not even at his best yet. And my head exploded because I know it's true, but like, yeah. it's just think about it. He's hitting 330 yeah. plus. I don't even know what Do it is right Vladdy now. Do we have Vladdy on the desk tonight? Where's our Vladdy's Funko up in the front. Oh, yeah, good can, stuff. He, yeah, he's up in the Where front. He deserves you can see to him be. right by the uh, bottles of vigor up there. Good stuff. Uh, he's hitting over 330. He's leading the league in home runs. He's leading the league in war, wins above replacement. Yeah. He's leading the league in OPS and total bases. The guy is he would the have blown Ken package. Reed's mind with all those stats I know, right there. He probably hates all everything the I just said. Right there for Ken but Reed. Vladdy's turning into <laughs> the guy we all thought he was going to turn into, and he's not even done growing as a player yet. No. 
Uh, unbelievable. That's all we got for the Bluebird Block tonight. Again, brought to you by our good buddies over at RBI Baseball and Softball Training in Regina. Southern Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan's premier training facility for go baseball players. Yeah, the whole province. Uh, shout out to everybody over there. We're going to bring somebody in from over there within the next couple weeks to get an update. I got, I got some stuff going I'm, I'm, on. I'm pulling in the righty from the pen. Tanner Ring is popping in, pulling sounds in. like. That's uh, the guy. Yep. Let's just wrap up. We got five minutes left in the show. We got a hard out. <laughs> Tonight, because we started late, we don't want to go any longer than 9.15. So we got f five minutes or less. Four minutes. Now, Max, we wanted to just wrap up a couple of NHL topics. Yes. You're wearing some stuff. <laughs> Minute and a half. 90 seconds. I'm wearing some stuff. Go. National Predators. media. I've, I've been on this train, the positivity hype train. If anybody's on me on Twitter right now, these Nashville Predators, man, they're proving something to me. This is, uh, this is where, again, I'll, uh, I'll go hand up. That's on me. Amazing how a 56-game uh, season kind of plays itself out, and all of a sudden the Predators are in a series that everybody figured that they had no business being in. Two thrilling double overtime victories. Matt Duchesne, who we had already written off to Seattle, comes through in Game 3 with an absolutely clutch, beautiful OT winner. Since they've united Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson, and Matt Duchesne, it looks like a completely offensive threat on the first line for the Predators. And UC Soros, oh my goodness. Um, this uh, take may be very old in about five minutes as they go into overtime, and I try to uh, subside my level of panic right now. But at the end of the day, I'm just very, very happy they're competing, and not just competing, they're hanging with these Carolina Hurricanes who are a very very good hockey team but at the end of the day man the Preds got a chance they were the hottest team coming in let's see if they can uh, pull this out in seven as we predicted I told you Clark hey I didn't tell you months ago I told you last week yeah I told you months ago <laughs> uh, now if I can have a minute on my Toronto Maple Leafs uh, the we talked about it earlier in the show John Tavares obviously with a freak injury uh, the reports that we've heard so far is that he's out for two weeks at the time, so we're already eating into that two weeks, with an MCL injury. So the same injury Zach Hyman got when he got kneed by Chris Tanev with the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, sorry, that's wrong. Uh, Alex Edler with the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, but he, he got that in the knee. John Tavares wore a flying kick to the head. No, but here's the thing. How? When he got hit by Ben Sherratt to make the whole thing start, mm -hmm. he actually got hit. It was a knee-on-knee -knee hit. Straight knee-on-knee -knee hit. Uh, so he went down with an MCL injury. And then as he rolled over, got a knee to the face to make it worse. So and he didn't have a concussion from that? No, I'm not. Just listen to me, Max. You didn't let me finish my sentence. Well, let's so he has land the plane. At base minimum, a two-week MCL injury, which has already been eating away at the time. So he's not coming back for this series is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. For those people who are like, Clark, <laughs> is John Tavares coming back? No. Uh, next series is a question mark because we have no idea what is going on in here for John. No idea. Neither uh, does he. No idea. He doesn't. I'm sure we haven't heard any results. So he could be out for three months. He could be out for three days. We don't know. But the head is obviously going to be the kicker in all of this. But bare minimum, he's out for two weeks with his knee. Not this series. Good chance he's probably not back next series at all just for the knee. Because mm -hmm. he's got to rehab it too. Two weeks until he's ready to skate. Then you got to then you got to get back into shape. So there's all of that. Now, uh, all I'll say is that Alex Galchenyuk had a great game tonight. Three points and a 4 nothing. Game five, win, game four win over the Montreal Canadiens. Game five is on Thursday. Uh, boy, that's Gelch. the chance. The <laughs> Leafs have not been 3-1 in a series forever. It's their chance to finally win a series on Thursday. Max, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to get too much into detail. If you want to see more, 
follow me on TikTok because I talk about it a lot on there. Uh, but we're gonna break. We're gonna get out of here for the night. Uh, again, thanks for dealing with this late start for us. Appreciate that. We wanted to kind of accommodate as many people as we could, including ourselves. Including ourselves. And it worked out nicely. Uh, hopefully, it works out <laughs> nicely for Max as the Preds get into overtime here. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll sign off and let you get into that game. Fantastic. Uh, next week on the Squadcast, uh, I don't know exactly which direction we're gonna go quite yet, but I think we're gonna stick with hockey talk. I would assume, um, and I think I have a few ideas, but. Uh, Eventually, we're going to bring on the Henderson brothers, which I'm excited about for baseball and hockey talk. It's going to be fun. Nice. But I think we're going to try to get our good buddy, the Golden Muzzy, for next week. How does that sound? Matt? That sounds fantastic to me. Nick Alberga. We Depending have had him on, on a couple times. Depending on how this Canes and Pred series ends, that sounds fantastic to me. Yep. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow on the Rod Peterson Show, we got Theron Fleury Ooh. and JT O'Sullivan, uh, former Rough Rider quarterback, NFL quarterback. He's going to join totally us. I totally thought that was Patrick O'Sullivan. I... Nope. JT. Sorry. Uh, not that one. Hand up. Uh, that's so, on, that's from the basement me. of the bunker, we're signing <laughs> off. Producer Clark, Mad Max, drum player Alan in the back, and director Jordan. There he is. Uh, plus our friends at Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions, IKS Media, Vigor Lifestyles, Hoop Life Basketball, and RBI, Regina, Baseball, and Softball Training. Uh, I don't have a closing lyric tonight, so good night, everybody. I we'll like see you it. next week. I love it. Go I follow me on TikTok, and we it. will have a Squadcast weekend show of some kind this weekend. We took a weekend off last weekend. Thank you. It's okay. We're all good. But we will be back next weekend with some hockey talk. We'll see you there. Go Preds.